2: Oh. The 11 to 1 show With- we are week one into Lent and no doubt many of you are using the season of Lent to give up sugary foods. But what knock on effect can this have if we cut sugar suddenly from the diet? Well, nutritional therapist, life a coach as well, Denise Wogan. She's back with us in studio to discuss all of this. So, Denise, welcome back, first of all. Hey. Um, what A lot of people use Lent. <laughs> it's a great excuse, isn't it? To give up sugar. I forgot it was Lent. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, I love that you forgot it's Lent because this is part of your ethos really, mm, isn't it? Uh, yeah. But this is a great way for people to kind of go, right, okay, it's Lent. I'm going to have a focus. I'm going to have six weeks now and I'm going to give up sugar. But you are very against all of that, aren't you? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was actually, when you messaged me the other day and you said we'd come up and chat about Lent and I was thinking about it and truth is I didn't really forget about it. The kids came home and they're like, what are we doing for Lent? Um, and a couple of years ago, I started thinking about what's the intention so Lent was really attached to spirituality, attached to religion, and it was a period of stopping. And I know there was Jesus in the sacrifice, mm. but there was also that other piece of pulling out and spirituality to me and to um, lots of people is about connection. So what's your intention for you for Lent? Is it about making yourself suffer so that you can be rewarded at the end or Even if you just shifted your thought process... Could you think about it as, well, it's a way for me to connect to myself. And when the kids came home, they started talking about what they could take up, which is where we went to a couple of years. What can I do for myself? Which is exactly what I talk about all the time when it comes to eating, when it comes to nourishing yourself. What else can I add in, whether that's a bit of love or whether that's an extra vegetable or whether that's um, a few chickpeas to see what they taste like? What else can I add in to mine myself?
2: I love that. That needs to be the thing that we adopt every single year for Lent. I love I'm that. not starting a new
1: religion, by the way. No, no, no.
2: It's the, it's the self-help religion. I love it. But, you know, what happens, though, if somebody is kind of going, right, look at I. like, you know, I've talked about this before. I have an unbelievably sweet tooth. It's just crazy. It goes off the Richter scale. So I tend to kind of go, right, look at it instead of cutting out. You see, I'm learning, Denise. Yeah. Uh, instead I've of seen cutting,
1: the changes in you.
2: <laughs> instead of cutting out, I'm going to cut down, right? But as yeah. soon as I did that, it's like, you know, the nun in Father Ted who goes on a binge with all the Easter eggs.
1: That's what's happened to me in yeah. the last little while since Lent. So There's an inner rebel in you. Yeah, there is. There's an inner diet rebel who is inside going, hey, you have made me give up this. So if you think about it. It's We've spent a long time in our lives, doing things a certain way, which is cutting food out and telling ourselves we're bad because we couldn't stick to the cutting foods out. There's me and a lot of us in the world of intuitive eating and in nutrition coaching now are saying, actually, sorry, guys, that was wrong information. We don't need to cut things out. Actually, what we've understood is when we add in things, it's better. But our brains are wired to do what we've always done. We always see the world through the lens that we've experienced. So that's what we've experienced. The rebel inside is gone. I don't want to do it again. Just like that teenager we were talking about a while ago (laughs) (laughs) cutting their hair and dying in crazy colors. The rebel is in there and that's your diet rebel saying, nah, I don't want to do this again. So how I would work with that is like, okay, how can I listen to that part of me? And how can I chat to it and say, well, what do you want? And if you know, if you know for yourself that actually I do want to reduce down the amount of chocolate that I'm having, Could you just have a conversation and negotiate and just say, well, what would you feel comfortable with? And I know lots of people are out there going, are you seriously telling me I'm going to talk in my head? I've had this chat with you before. You do talk in your head. We all talk in your head. We
2: all have thoughts. Well, let me tell you, there's no chatting to this one, right? Once she is on a goal to get the chocolate, she's like some sort of crazed lunatic. Because even I stopped as I held the Nutella jar I think it was which is my go-to when Mm. there's nothing in the house and I went come on now what's going on here what would Denise say is going on and she was like yeah forget it I'd get the spoon just go for it and that's
1: what happened okay Okay, so what would the other voice inside you say? Where were the other? What were the other things? Oh, they were silenced. There was just you know, once I was on the on the (laughs) on the rampage, (laughs) so there's like it's just that pause. It's like what would Denise say? So we're again we're looking out to what would somebody else say. Mm -hmm. But maybe if we could silence, and it's in the silence we often hear what we would say to ourselves. Maybe it's in that pause of going okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna step back away from this here and see. Is it okay for me to have a little bit of chocolate? Is it okay for me to change my mind and actually go, I don't want to do Lent? Yeah. I don't want to do it. Genuinely, there's a rebel in me and you're saying, I don't want to do Lent. I can change my mind. Actually, on my Instagram today, I've written the words, you have choice. We have choice all the time. And that rebel just wants to be heard. And maybe when you give it the choice, usually what we find and it's, it's, when I, when I speak to people and they give themselves the choice whether they want to binge or not binge when I work with people who are binge eating they, they usually find that once they give themselves the choice they choose not to Okay,
2: so, so is it about that choice. just stopping and kind yeah. of going, right, okay. And uh, you see, because then what happens is, once you fall off the wagon, which yeah. is what this is with the binge eating and everything else, you start this whole cycle of, you know, really putting yourself down, talking really negatively mm-hmm. to yourself, saying, I can't believe it's only week one of Lent and you've kind of fallen off the, Here the wagon. Here I failed again. Yes, yes. Yeah. And what so there's massive kind of psychological
1: damage really yeah. going on too, isn't yeah. there? It? Like people say, like, why what is it about food? Why can't you just tell me what to eat? Because it is not that easy. We've got an emotional hunger. We've got a physical hunger. And when we eat and when we're triggered to have something like you said, you know, we can't often track the patterns of when we really want lots of sugary food. Who knows what happened? Maybe you had a crap interaction with somebody in a car, which I just did. And I just wonder, why is everyone so stressed? Why is everyone just like, I took a wrong turn. Why do you have to beep at me? Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's all those little pieces that build up. And then in you're telling yourself, actually, the one thing that might make me feel better, I can't have. Yes. Okay. What else am I going to have? So we've got all these emotional triggers. We've all got all these physical triggers. Maybe we're hungry. And our body goes, well, I know what's going to give me energy really, really fast. It's that bear chocolate. Mm. And this is what's going on deep down in your body. We talk about our thoughts. We can hear our thoughts, but we can't hear the message from down in our body. We could when we were children. Children are naturally intuitive eaters. Okay. They tend to stop when they've had enough of the sweet stuff. You will see that if you allow your children the control, if you allow them the choice. They will naturally stop. It's when we're super controlling that our rebel goes, you're not going to do this to me. Tell that child, don't touch the hot fire. What do they want to do?
2: Yes. And it's like that that experiment that people were doing on TikTok and everything where they put the chocolate in front of the child and they say, don't touch the sweet now. Just yeah. don't touch. It. Yeah. And it, of course they will. But you're so right. And it's brought me back actually to particularly when my daughter was small. She would never, never overeat. And I would be looking at her going, I am going to eat all those things. And like mm. I would eat And binge on sweet things until I couldn't. I was just fit to burst and then of course you f- you feel horrific after that as mm. well. So this is where intuitive eating comes in. Now not everybody's is the sweet thing. I mean yeah. you probably have clients that it, it's completely different sort of food. Anything. Yeah.
1: yeah. And and we won't often know what, what typically people will know they'll either be sweet or savoury so mm-hmm. they'll know what's their you know I've had people with jellies or it's the chocolate. We all have something but really it's once they give themselves the choice when you you give yourself the choice and know that you just what you said there about like you get so full and you give yourself such a hard time afterwards. That becomes the trigger then to continue the habit, the loop of behaviours. And I was doing a masterclass last night and I was saying to the ladies, I was like, when we go in and we do the behaviour, we just say stop doing that. We never understand why we did that. And that's what this is all about, is about becoming aware of the why, becoming what what's drawn me to this behavior and then accepting that it happened just as it is. Warts and all, you know, we, we're humans and warts and all, we don't really accept all those parts of us. Could we accept that part of us that maybe overeats? And the more you accept that and I can see your face going, oh, no. And it's exactly (laughs) what lots of people say. And here I am thinking my face is completely neutral. It's not. These are the cues. These are the cues cues. cues that I'm I'm trained to pick up on. But it is when I hear I can see your brain making trying to make sense of that. How could I accept myself Mm. inching? But how could I accept myself being an angry mum? How could I accept myself yeah. in... Because we're we're always trying to put up this perfection piece. Yeah. You know, we're always trying to put out the the image of I'm good. I've got it under control. When actually, we're all just muddling along. And that piece, when you do accept that part of you, it tends to quieten down. That rebel gets a little bit quieter. It's like, oh, I was hurt. I was yeah. hurt. Because what is it when we go into therapy, when we go into coaching, when we go into anything? When you go to your friend, what do you want to be? You want to be heard. Yeah. And that revel inside you who's like screaming and shouting. Yeah. That's like an emotional little chimp inside in your brain going, please hear me. So oh, for good. anyone out there, you can throw your hand in your heart and you can say to your chimp, hey, I heard you. OK, what are we going to do from here? And once they know they have a choice, they usually go, actually, you know what? You're right. Yeah. I don't want four bars of chocolate. I only want two squares.
2: Okay, okay, And it's about that pausing in that moment and and taking stock of that. And when you work with people, particularly when it comes to this sort of stuff, you must it must be amazing to see the the shift. What do they do then instead? Uh, Like, have they supplemented different behaviours? I did see a very cool uh, client testimonial. That's on your, your Instagram. I'm going to read this out, actually. Uh, it says, uh, I wanted to stop binge eating, but I achieved a different goal. If I fall off the wagon, so to speak, I kiss my hand and I get back up. I love that. The goal mm-hmm. I reached was self-compassion because obstacles will always come in our way and we are not perfect. And uh, you have kind of for any, anyone thinking about this, it's probably the best gift you can give yourself, which is fantastic as well. Um, great t- testimonial for you. But this idea of kind of, I suppose, not like I've said beating ourselves up it's about mm-hmm. kind of going look at that happened let's accept it and, and and move on
1: couple of things there's an inner child in all of us okay Um. and when I connected with that inner child that is just magic because there is a little child within you who just needs to be nice you need you need to be nice too our inner critic can be really really loud yeah. so we want to turn up our inner mentor and mother ourselves like who looks after you if you're a mother out there who's looking after you? You're so busy looking after everyone else that the quickest thing we can do is often to have that, you know, we're looking for a feeling. Yeah. We're always looking for a feeling. And what does the chocolate give you? It gives you an immediate feeling of safe. I'm loved, I'm minded, it makes me feel good. But then long term, it doesn't do the same. So what do those people do? They learn how to reach for something else. I have a client at the minute and she is absolutely amazing the way she is catching her thoughts And she's reaching for different things. She's, you know, whether it's going for a bath or doing her, just even taking off her makeup with care or it's simple things, but it's catching the thoughts. And it's like this is actually, you know what they're doing. They're recognizing what they're feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a question for everyone to remember. What do I need now? Okay,
2: in this moment right now. In this moment.
1: So, this comes from Mindful Self Compassion, a lady called Kristen Neff and Chris Germer, as well as her partner. They have done massive research on mindfulness. Um, But, how often do you stop and ask yourself, what do I need now? And the food is a distraction. The food is a distraction. It helps us cope with the feeling that we're having and distract us away from it. But, we want to feel them. Yeah. We want to feel them. We need to let all of those feelings out because if we don't, we push them down. And people say, well, God, but I don't know what I need. You got to keep asking. Okay. It will start coming because your brain is going to resist it straight away and go, I don't want to do that. It's so much quicker to have the chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. okay. I've no time. Totally.
2: And you see, this is why Denise is so different from other people out there that'd be, you know, spouting things on the internet about cutting sugar eight and keto diets and all this sort of thing. It's not working. It is all yeah. to do with what's going on with us in the emotional part of our, ourselves. Yeah. Um, but if there are people who are going, you know, do you know what? I want to do this thing. It's a spiritual thing. Are there, what would you advise? What kind of things maybe could they do maybe instead of cutting out?
1: Uh, just exactly what I said is think yeah. about what your intention is. Could you change your intention to look after you? So could you say, well, you know, I hear all these people on the internet banging on about how we can look after ourselves. There's so much we can do to look after ourselves. We can rest more. Yeah. What a gift that would be to give yourself for six weeks of Lent. Rest. Because remember, Jesus was not living in a time where he is on the go 24-7. No, and this idea we of hustling are the whole hustling time. hustling the yeah. whole time. So yeah. could you rest? Could you play more? Could you go out and have fun with the kids? Like, could you do something like that? And just watch and see. Could you uh, add in more vegetables? So it was a great one of mine. Yeah. Or could you decide to go out for lunch on your own and treat yourself like... You would treat your friend once a week. Could you do those things and just watch and see, with that intention of self care, self love, self connection, what happens? how does that change the experience of lent for you and maybe you might want to continue it long beyond lent
2: yeah absolutely and mm. if people want uh, more help more support from you they can get in touch we have uh, an email address and we have a phone number and stuff but it's foodie with the double e at the end .ie yeah. is the best place is not the best? and i'm
1: launching a new program Fantastic. so i have tried and tested it and i have dug deep. I've gone down within and spent the last couple of months designing this. So we have the Confident Eating Solutions starting in March, the week of March 13th. And it is an online group coaching program for women. So if anyone is interested in that, just send me an email, Denise at foodie.ie. And uh, get your name on the list because it's going to be epic.
2: Fantastic. And what a great way to start off all this process with with yourself. Absolutely. Denise, as always, thank you so, so much for taking the time out and coming in to me. Thanks a million. Cheers. Uh, Just a reminder that website so, foodie is uh, the double E at the end.ie and denise at foodie.ie if you want to sign up to that new program. The 11 to 1 show.